0: Before I jump into this week's podcast, I wanted to take a quick minute to say thank you to all of our troops. Thank you for your service, and thank you for being the backbone of this nation. Right now, the world is a scary place, and there's so much nonsense taking attention away from what is really important. So my thoughts and prayers go out to all of the troops being deployed, all of the families kissing their loved ones goodbye, for all the soldiers who won't be coming home, To the soldiers giving their lives for this country, we take for granted. Praying for the safe return to all our brave men and women in combat boots. Also, I have some listeners in Australia I wanted to give my thoughts and prayers to as well. I'm sure everyone has been watching the news, but if not, there are some devastating fires raging across Australia. Not only are we concerned for residents, but the wildlife and ecosystem. This is a tragedy not just for Australia, but everyone watching from their living rooms. So my love and prayers go out to you as well. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited to be back. It was a nice holiday break. I hope all of you had an amazing Christmas. Hope Santa treated you bitches well, and wishing you a very happy New Year. I know I, along with most of you, have already cheated on our diet. Damn macarons are the devil but I have officially traveled five states this Christmas break, and I didn't find any macarons that compare to a bakery about 30 minutes away from my hometown here in Colorado. I hit up an authentic French bakery in Clarksville, Tennessee, and I'm sorry. No offense, but y'all can't sit with us. Okay, enough small talk. Let's get down to what you all came to hear, some conspiracy theories, murder, creepy weird shit, so... All of my local listeners will be very familiar with the topic I've chosen for this week, especially all of my Eastern Colorado friends. I have to say I had another topic planned and half done for this week, and I just had to put it aside to cover this. It has me puzzled, and I hope you find it as fascinating as I do. You're listening to Eyes in the Sky. plains, where the blacktop turns to dirt, everybody knows each other by name. Grasslands, rows of corn and wheat, where it gets quiet at dark. Here in northeastern Colorado, even crossing borders into Nebraska, there have been a total of seven counties launch investigations into mysterious sightings of drones. Not such drones you or I could purchase for recreational use. Drones that are estimated at wingspan of 6 feet, weighing more than 50 pounds, able to fly or hover for hours at a time, and flying in packs. As many as 30 drones spotted at once. Estimations of this size means these drones require a manned aviator, an actual pilot. This all started about a week before Christmas. The first reported sighting was December 20th, reported to Phillips County Sheriff's Office. The Denver Post was the first to report the string of strange sightings. Quote, the estimated size and number of drones makes it unlikely they are being flown by hobbyists, says Under Sheriff William Myers. From the majority of witness sightings, the drones are being flown at dark, typically starting around 7 p.m., and flying for hours. The quantity and ability to fly in packs for hours at a time has not only startled communities and residents, but has caught the attention of Homeland Security, FBI, DOP, and FAA. The FAA is the agency of the United States Department of Transportation responsible for the regulation and oversight of civil aviation and development of the National Airspace System. I want to touch on a few FAA regulations on flying drones. First, it depends if you are flying a drone for fun or money. Flying a drone recreational use has less regulations to follow. To fly a drone commercially or to make a profit, such as a real estate drone footage, wedding picture footage, planning and zoning, etc., you will need to pass and acquire a certification once passing the FAA test. It used to be required every drone, even recreational use drones, were mandatory to be registered. However, after a court challenge, it was no longer mandatory. More court challenges later, it is now set any recreational use drone to fly outdoors requires a $5 fee to register with the FAA before being able to fly outdoors. Do people follow these regulations? Probably not. In addition to registering your aircraft, you need to fly at or below 400 feet, which is about seven and a half semi-trailers in length. Always keep sight of your aircraft. Never fly near another aircraft, especially keep away from airports. Never fly over people or stadiums, such as a sporting event. Never fly near emergency response efforts never fly under the influence, and be aware of airspace requirements. There has been a lot of swirling questions if it is legal to shoot down a drone if it appears above your property. The short answer is no. It just so happens to be a federal offense, and maximum sentence could carry 20 years in prison. I'm no lawyer. I repeat, I am not a legal counsel, but say a drone was equipped with a weapon and posing a threat. There might be some wiggle room to shoot such down. There have been many conspiracies swirling these mystery eyes in the sky. I have heard they could belong to Mexico and drug cartel, government mapping out gun owners, Amazon delivering packages, even military keeping eyes on nuclear missile silos. Some people have a more logical explanation and a theory such as a large company like oil and natural gas just performing surveys. So if someone is doing harmless acts, why has no one come forward? The army has stated the drones do not belong to any nearby bases of theirs NORAD, which is home to Department of Defense, responded with no knowledge or responsibility for any drone operations taking place in eastern Colorado. A spokesperson from Buckley Air Force Base stated he can now say without a doubt, no one from the 460th Space Wing is responsible for the drones. A number of other companies and forces have all stated the same thing. National Oceanic Atmosphere Administration, Xcel Energy BNSF Railway, Neocorp, a mining project in southeast Nebraska, United States Geological Survey, Amazon, Google, Colorado Oil and Gas, Wind Farms, Black Swift Technologies, Colorado Department of Transportation, Uber, Universities, the list goes on. No one has taken responsibility for the action. No laws have been broken. Colorado law states none of the statues fit for harassment or trespassing. Even though several counties, FBI, and FAA have launched investigations and searching for answers, FAA stated the drones aren't flying in restricted airspace, and local sheriff's offices have stated as strange as they are, they don't pose a malicious threat. The sightings I have heard of typically started dark around 7 p.m. You can easily defer the drones from airplanes by height and flashing lights, white, red, green, and even blue. A single drone was spotted 25 miles away from Yuma County border over the town of Paoli. It is said to have not moved all night, it just hovered. Under Sheriff Myers has also stated, Overhead, they were probably doing 30 to 40 miles per hour. They weren't racing or flying around with speed. I have heard conflicting statements saying that they fly too high from the ground to be heard, while other witness statements have reported sounding like a small engine buzzing. At estimated size of 6-foot wingspans, 55 pounds or more, these drones can cost upward of $100,000. Yes, you heard that correctly. Drone experts have caught drone footage north of Brush Friday, January 3rd. Chris Wathwood, who is the chair of the Legislation Affairs Committee for the Colorado Aviation Business Association, also seasoned drone pilot himself, stated it was a large fixed-wing aircraft. It had lights unlike any other manned aircraft would have. Chris stated, we did get eyes on one about 200, 300 feet above, and it was moving at about 100 knots. His team of experts believe the drone surpass 8 foot in size, equipped to take off vertically and are soaring for hours at a time. Chris stated, this aircraft could use a runway to take off, or it could be what we all call a VTOL, Vertical Takeoff and Landing Aircraft which essentially would have some electric run props which would help it take off and then drive motor engine in the back. It could be gas or electric driven that allows it to cruise in flight. Swathwood's expert team estimated such aircraft is likely $100,000 to build, ruling out most operators. He stated, quote, These are very sophisticated, very high-end, very specific, and very targeted drones. We have the consensus that it's probably the military or a military contractor. Until someone comes forward, it's all speculation. Video footage captured up until now has been on shaky cell phones. Until. Viero had caught and produced a time-lapsed video from a tower above Hillrose showing the drones coming and going on January 1st, New Year's night, from 7.20 p.m. to 8.14 p.m. Saturday, January 4th, an interview and story covered on 9 News spoke about the drones causing problems at local airports. Quote, I think the drone mystery is really getting out of control now, says the manager of the Burlington Airport. The mystery and public taking matters into their own hands and chasing these drones with spotlights and lasers is posing a danger for pilots flying airplanes mistaken for drones. He also stated these drones cause a hazard for any aircraft that has a legitimate reason to be flying in the airspace. An airport manager in Akron stated his concern with medical helicopters taking off from his airport often and they don't follow the same flight path every day. Drones are difficult to spot on radar, even with lights. FAA isn't saying much on the issue and investigation, as well as local sheriff offices aren't releasing what they know either. Local pilots in the area and airspace have made a plea and ask anyone out searching or following drones, please do not shine lights or lasers for the danger it poses on pilots. Being such a high quantity and the alarming reaction this has stirred up with the media attention, news coverage, FBI, and Homeland Security involvement, you would think if there was a harmless explanation, why has no one come forward and cleared the air? Well, up until now, FAA has no guidelines or regulations forcing any aircraft to identify themselves. However, FAA has now made a long-awaited notice of proposed rulemaking. This would require a remote identification of unnamed aircraft systems. This took place on December 31st. The real kick in the pants is if this rule is fully implemented, it won't take full effect until the end of 2024. The final comment on the proposed rule by NPRM will have until March 2nd, 2020 to respond to FAA. There are, of course, exceptions for aircrafts weighing less than 55 pounds, so this won't directly affect any hobbyist or recreational users. This proposed rule would provide a certain amount of identification and location that people on the ground and other airspace users could use. Since I live in the area, I myself have gone hunting for them, but... My Facebook has been congested with nothing but drone sightings and stories. I came across an article that led me to a video, and this was the first article I had read into when the news first broke to social media. I think it's very interesting, and sounds like this man has credible evidence to back up his theory. This video can be found on YouTube. It aired December 24th, and the video title is 17 Drones with Bad Intentions. The YouTube channel name is The Common Sense Show. I will spare you the seven minutes of audio so you can go watch this video for yourself. Um, I will just sun this up and add the important audio. Dave Hodges is the host of this particular show and even stated he once lived in Logan County and that's where he started his professional career. So he is familiar with the area. Dave Hodges goes on to be very nonspecific of his sources, but is pretty convinced these drones are for government gun confiscation. They are mapping out and locating all registered gun owners.
1: 17 drones engaged in a search pattern in Colorado, mapping gun owners in preparation for gun confiscation. I know you're going, huh? What? What? Can we, excuse me? Dave, did you have a little too much eggnog for Christmas Eve? No, no alcohol here. So I'm 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 listening to these two reports, and I thought, okay. And I told Steve and Paul, I said, you know, I'll, I'll give it a check here before I go to bed, and uh, see what I come up with, and I'll let you know. But my initial reaction was that's not true. If you're going to do gum confiscation, you need the intimidation factor. You need one case that you make an example out of to intimidate 10 other people because you don't have the manpower, but these 17 drones gives you the manpower. The description of these drones, six feet wide armed to the teeth and can surveil and detect guns. And you get one chance to surrender as the story goes. Uh, They ran this story in the London Daily Mail tonight. Okay, well, they're in London. This is Colorado. This is the way I'm rationalizing it to myself. There's probably some disconnects in communication given the holiday and all the distance. Well, I found a link in the Denver Post, which is Colorado's major daily newspaper. And I went in and looked and I'm not only do they have the same story now, ladies and gentlemen, they don't even have the same story. It's now being broadcast in the Denver post.
0: I also put a post out there on Facebook looking for any witness stories I could feature on my episode. I got an overwhelming amount to choose from. I got a story from Trenton, a Facebook friend, and I will go ahead and read you what he has experienced. So after work on New Year's Eve, I got off and started driving from roughly the Firestone area towards Fort Morgan to go see my family for the holiday. And I got to the corner of County Road 52 just before you hit Hudson. It was getting dark, but you could still see a couple hundred yards fairly well. I started seeing a couple hovering lights that were blinking red and blue I didn't think anything of it at first, but I had heard of all the encounters of drones on Facebook, so I started looking closer, and I figured out these were definitely the drones that everyone had been talking about. Lined up probably 10 or 12 of them in a horizontal row, like they were making a sweep or something. Others were stacked vertical on top of each other, not as many, maybe 3 or 4 of them vertical. The others were scattered in singles or pairs. I must have saw 30 or 40 of them, and I kind of freaked out, but they were far away enough that I wasn't super worried, just kind of weirded out, because I've never seen anything like that before. After I passed the Love's gas station in Hudson and got on I-76, I took my right maybe 100 yards after the exit ramp on I-76, and one hovering no more than 100 yards away from my pickup, and roughly 80 yards off of the ground. The thing was huge. I drive a dually pickup because I weld in the oil field for work and it was close to half the size of my vehicle, which absolutely scared the hell out of me because something that big has to be carrying something. And if it was that close to me, I thought it could hurt me or something, but nothing happened and I drove on. I saw a few more hovering above each other in a vertical line as I got closer to Wiggins Hill and then I couldn't see anymore. I'm not sure what they are, or why they are here, or whose they are, but that was definitely terrifying to see when that closed and I definitely didn't appreciate it. I can't really describe that much about it because I was going 75 or 80 on the interstate except it was a huge drone with 4 propellers. The material it was made of was black or dark grey and was blinking an extremely bright pair of lights that were blue and red, which made it hard to make out the shape or appearance of the drone very well. Thanks Trenton for your statement and letting me share this on my podcast. I will continue to follow this as closely as I can and update you all in a future episode if anything unfolds. That is, if we aren't all abducted by aliens by then. Thanks for listening, my weird friends. That's a wrap for my second conspiracy episode. Let me know what you guys think, if I should continue to make these episodes every so often in addition to my true crime. As always, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Pocketful of Crime so you don't miss out on additional content and announcements. I will now be back to my regular schedule, uploads every Wednesday, Wednesday, I have a list of murder suggestions, but please reach out to me if you have any suggestions or topics you want to hear featured in a future episode. If you have noticed, and I hope you did, I have a new logo for my Conspiracy Theory episodes. Huge shout out to Trent Ferenbrook. He is the owner of Darkside Designs, and you can find him on Facebook. He does all of my logo designs for my podcast. He does printing. He can print on shirts. He can make vinyl stickers. You name it. He is a very talented individual. He has kindly allowed me to share his phone number for all of you who are looking for a logo design. You can reach him at 970 372 Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay weird, my friends. Oh, and one more thing. Hi, mom.